Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hope you are all well, witches. I'm afraid there is no book review today. However, I'm reading both a fiction and non-fiction witchy book currently. I'm really into both, so hoping they make it onto a future episode. I absolutely loved researching today's episode, which is all about dragon magic. We are, of course, in the year of the dragon, but this episode was mainly inspired by a witch friend of mine who I consider as the mother of dragons. She works with them in her craft and the changes she has had in her life since she has met them has been wild. I am hoping she will come on the podcast at some point in the future to talk to us about her work. Forgive me on this episode if I sound a bit out of breath in places and sniffly. Honestly, most of February, I've been really run down and ill. It's been relentless, but I need to stop talking about it lest I manifest more of it. So I expect to be feeling 100% shortly. If you enjoy this episode, you can find Dragon Illustrated Grimoire Sheets that will be up on my Patreon, The Witches Institute. I also have a Dragon Energy Integration Meditation you might wish to try there too. So my Patreon is just £6 a month to sign up to and you can cancel at any point with a click of a button. Once you're there, you can access podcast episodes, meditations, story retellings, hedge witch studies, grimoire pages on herbs, plants and power animals. And you can access an amazing witchy community full of wonderful witches. You can find a link in the show notes. I just want to say a huge thank you to my Patreons who support the work I do. I couldn't carry on this work without you. But for now, join me after the break to talk all about dragon magic. Dragon magic. 
Dragons are mythical beings called upon by some draconic practitioners to act as guardian spirits or allies. They possess a powerful energy that can guide the witch and support them in magic relating to protection, power, strength, wealth, insight, healing, and to aid in the fulfillment of your potential. Overall, the dragon connects to wisdom, metaphysical knowledge, supernatural protection, majesty, elemental magic, strength, insight, and divine illumination. Dragons are the embodiment of primordial power and dragon magic is said to be one of the oldest forms of magic in the world. Dragons have been revered and feared in cultures across the globe, appearing in many pantheons, including Norse, Egyptian, British, Greek, Chinese and Japanese. The Hebrew Bible even described the seraphim as dracones or flying serpents. Throughout the Far East, dragons are considered benevolent, signifying good fortune. Western culture demonised the dragon, portraying them as evil and vicious and aligned with the devil, their favourite pastime hoarding treasure and stealing away unsuspecting maidens until they were slain by a courageous knight. Women are rarely seen fighting dragons throughout legends and art. Women and dragons depicted in art from antiquity seem to suggest the union with the dragon helped the woman reclaim her power, recognise her wisdom and connect to an elevated knowledge. The union between woman and dragon, a symbol of power. Women were often associated with the dragon as both were considered as adversaries to men. This is a quote by Sharon Khalifa Guetta. The erotic tension between woman and dragon and the holy union of them was transmitted in the motifs image from antiquity to today. The modern images that depict the motif have meanings that elevate women. Their union with a dragon reclaims women's source of strength. It recognises their wisdom and it reconnects them to elevated knowledge. Women's union with dragons is thus a symbol of power. The dragon is the guardian of a sacred object or location. Hence, the female body is transformed into a sacred object in modern paintings. The woman's body becomes the forbidden fruit, enjoyable to the eye, but forbidden to touch without permission. The dragon's origin could be traced back to the Ouroboros, the snake seen eating its own tail, symbolic of the what goes around comes around message and signifying beginning and completion. The dragon has been linked to goddesses such as Medea, Melusin, Kaliak, Athena, Demeter, Hathor, Wajit, an Egyptian goddess, and the Greek goddess Hygieia, whose name is the source of the word hygiene. She was a goddess of health and cleanliness. The dragon also links to Lilith, Eve, the Furies and Medusa. Some images of goddesses with dragons held positive meanings of holiness, 
healing, protection and rejuvenation. The negative associations linked the goddesses to being witches, temptresses, murderous and emotionally uncontrolled. Several goddesses were mothers of dragons. Riding the dragon was said to represent female power relating to fertility. Melusine is a dragon goddess and mythical figure from French folklore. Some disagree that she is a goddess and is more of a spirit. Throughout French law, she was said to be found within sacred holy wells and rivers throughout North and Western France. Ultimately, her role was as a guardian of place, so she could be considered a part of the genius loci. Often we find the lines between deities and the land guardians are blurred. French folklorist Claude Leconte surmised that dragons were the guardians of sacred places in nature, such as caves, rivers and mountains. Other stories see Melusine as mermaid, siren, and even as succubus. She is sometimes depicted as female with her lower half as a fishtail, sometimes with two tails. She has also been depicted purely as a serpentine creature. Perhaps she is all of these and possesses the ability to shapeshift at will. It is also said that Melusine is an ancestral deity of multiple royal lines of France, England and Jerusalem. The Caliac throughout some Scottish law was associated with the dragon along with many other animals. This dragon was known as Bayer and the law was that in order to kill this dragon, you had to cut off its head and take it far away from its body for it had the ability to put itself back together and come back to life. In the book Scottish Folklore and Folklife, released in 1935, folklorist Donald Alexander Mackenzie wrote of the Caliac possessing this ability and linked her to the bayer that haunts a lock in Scotland. Sorceress and Priestess Medea was said to drive a golden chariot pulled by two dragons. The dragons were gifted to her by her grandfather Helios, or the sun personified. In the Slavic pantheon, Vils was considered a dragon god of the earth, water and underworld, a god said to be like Loki. His nemesis was thunder god Perim. Both gods' worship and sacred spaces would be kept separate by the people. Veal's worship would be conducted in the valleys, close to water and earth. Perrin was worshipped in the hills and mountainsides, close to the heavens. When Veal's and Perrin first went to battle, Veal's took the form of a dragon. During the fight, Veal's fleed from Perrin and hid amongst the earth's creatures. Later, he was found by Perrin and killed. Veal's treasures were said to bleed out of him in the form of rain. And due to this death ritual, Veal's was considered a dragon god of the underworld. The tale of Veal's and Perrin overall is said to be a representation of the wheel of the year and changing of the seasons.
Working with dragon magic entails a wider perspective. Dragons are said to be of the realms of angels. When using dragon magic, you are calling forth an element in dragon form. Each element and its dragon has its own magical qualities, moods and purpose, negative and positive. The essence of dragon magic can be linked to working with the elements earth, air, fire and water and aligns various types of dragons with these elemental forces. So there are earth dragons said to be guardians of the physical realm. Working with earth dragons can help you in areas of strength, protection, stability, grounding, abundance and fertility. The earth dragon's energy can help bring a grounded energy to your spells and rituals anchored to the earth's foundations. Air dragons align with the air element and can be great allies in areas relating to communication, clarity, intellect, knowledge, inspiration and enhancing your mental faculties. You may find working with air dragons that you receive an influx of thoughts and new intentions. Air dragons can help you gain new perspective. Fire dragons hold a transformative and fierce power linked, of course, to the element of fire. The fire dragon can assist magical workings related to passion, courage and igniting change. Fire dragons help you unleash your inner power, overcome obstacles, ignite passions and provide energy of strength and determination. Call upon your fire dragon for spells relating to personal growth, protection and any spell that requires a spark. Water dragons can help us navigate the depths of our emotions, develop our intuition and connect with the mysteries of the subconscious. Work with the water dragon for healing, purification and enhancing your emotional intelligence. It's helpful to understand the unique qualities and characteristics associated with each element overall to understand which form of dragon you might wish to work with. When working spells or rituals, you may wish to call upon a corresponding elemental dragon to amplify the energy they wish to channel. It may be that you attempt to summon and connect with a dragon and a specifically coloured dragon is shown to you in your mind's eye. It's said that various colours of dragons represent different qualities and attributes also. Red dragons are said to represent courage, strength, protection, vitality and motivation. Red dragons are a powerful ally when facing challenges that require bold action. Blue dragons are connected to healing, wisdom, serenity, emotional balance, tranquility and mental clarity. Call upon blue dragons should you require guidance with matters of the heart and mind. Green dragons represent growth, abundance, renewal. See if you can work with green dragons in spell work and rituals relating to fertility, prosperity and environmental healing. 
White dragons are symbolic of purity, spirituality, and truth. The white dragon can offer protection from negative influences, support you with enlightenment, purity on your spiritual journey, and help you seek out the truth. Black dragons, often misunderstood, but a valuable ally in areas of shadow work and transformation. Ask the black dragon to be your ally when it comes to confronting and overcoming your deepest fears and to clear the way for personal growth and empowerment. Gold dragons, these represent enlightenment, wisdom and divine guidance. Gold dragons can help us find profound insight, helping us to connect with our highest self and with spiritual evolution and self-realization. When dragon spirit keeps showing up for us, it can represent many different things. They are often seen as messengers of balance and magic. They ask us to tap into our psychic abilities and see the world through eyes of mystery and wonder. They are an embodiment of primordial power and master of all the elements. We are, of course, in the year of the dragon, and it is said their energy is coming in strong, a form of wisdom and vitality we so need at this time. If you are a witch who connects heavily to the angelic realm, you may find the dragons coming to you afterwards, offering you a strong, powerful, life-changing energy. Dragons are said to have drawn closer to our realm to help humanity with the deep healing that we so need. They are said to be beings of unconditional love who wish to help Gaia and all that live upon her by lifting the vibration higher. They are said to come to douse the density on our planet with their transmutational fire. The natural world is viewed as a great way to connect with the dragon's mystical energies. Many draconic witches will connect with dragon energy in nature and certain locations are said to connect to dragon energy such as rivers, waterfalls, lakes, bodies of water, caves, rocky terrains and mountains, all often seen as dragon sanctuaries. You can meditate in these locations, perhaps find a place to sit or lie down and meditate. Breathe deeply and allow the location's energy to wash over you and visualize the presence of dragons in the natural elements surrounding you. Now, I know you might be listening to this episode and thinking, Carly, have you truly lost it? But I genuinely do believe that in the angelic realm, the dragons are there also. This all crosses over and it is more of a shamanic experience in my interpretation of it, similar to how I meet with my spirit guide, which is a lion. I believe that the energy from my lion helps me when I'm working on spell work, if I need protection, if I need to speak to them for reassurance or wisdom. It is a two-way relationship, so I also have my own responsibilities towards them too. We'll get more into that, but just bear with me and kind of be open-minded to it. I am at times quite a sceptical witch, but in terms of the spirit guide, the 
ally aspect of the craft, I feel like this has such a powerful energy. One of my very good friends does a lot of work with dragon energy. She did originally start out as a very angelic witch in the sense of did a lot of work with angels and found that the dragons came through and offered a very different energy in terms of power and revelations and understanding of herself and the inner power that she had that she just hadn't embraced. We will get more into that, but just bear with me if you're kind of very skeptical at this point, I promise you, I think what I'm going to delve into as we go along further will make a lot more sense. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and t shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So back to the meditation, you could imagine dragon forms in the cliffs, rocks, flowing water, clouds. This can be a ritual, but also a deeply spiritual and transformative experience. Perhaps you will begin to see the presence of these mythical beings more acutely. One of the most potent and profound sources of energy is nature itself. Who knows what other elemental energy you might pick up on. You can imagine you are breathing in the essence of a specific element into your body. Perhaps the earth for grounding, air for clarity, fire for passion, or water for emotional healing. Feel the elemental energy course through you as you meditate. I can tell I don't feel well because on my notes, I put instead of meditate, exfoliate. (laughs) Oh my goodness. You may want to perform a ritual to connect deeper with the energies of the element and the dragons that reside within them. You might want to work on grounding exercises, earthing, weather spell work, or rituals to honour elemental forces. Aligning your magic practice with the energies of the land and the dragons that inhabit it. You may want to create a dragon magic book of shadows and record your experiences, thoughts, and visualisations. Perhaps any messages, feelings, synchronicities or dreams that arise as a result of the work that you carry out. This can be a great way to track your magical workings and reflect on the connections that you are building. Dragon energy can help us connect deeply to the elements and provides a doorway to a greater understanding of the mystical realms and magic they hold. It is said that dragon magic requires a lot of inner strength and a lot of patience. 
You may never meet them, but they are a part of the energy found all around us. It is said that after time and patience, you should eventually feel their presence. These mythical beings are long lived and with their age comes a great patience, wisdom and knowledge. When we approach working with dragons, a large first part of the experience is setting aside the scientific skeptic side of ourselves. It's a case of believing with our heart and mind that the dragon's essence exists. All that we are asked to do is connect with it and learn more about it. If we do not truly believe in something, it is difficult to connect with it or even try. Many witches who work with dragon energy claim you can find your thoughts and ways changing and see things in a different light. It's said to be a relationship that is based on teacher and student. They teach and strengthen you so that you may wield great power and great wisdom. The dragons are timeless and wise beyond our imagination and wildest dreams. They can serve as a conduit for enlightenment and spiritual growth. Their ancient wisdom and connection to higher realms can guide practitioners on their own spiritual journey. Again, this can help us align with our higher selves. It is said that dragons' preference is to focus on magic with witches relating to protection and healing. They are said to be able to infuse us with virility and strength. Some magic practitioners will channel dragon energy when it comes to performing rituals or meditation related to physical healing. Visualizing the dragon's healing breath or light surrounding and permeating the individual they are working with. Dragons can often support emotional healing, their wisdom and guidance providing solace and support in times of emotional turmoil. Meditation and rituals can be used to call upon the energy of compassionate dragons to soothe emotional wounds and provide comfort and inner peace. So let's look at dragon familiars or allies. You may find a dragon you visualize will become an ally to you. This is a sacred bond formed through mutual respect, trust and a shared spiritual journey. A dragon familiar can help guide you and act as a mentor to pass on their ancient knowledge and wisdom, along with their profound understanding of the spiritual realms. They can assist you on the crooked path of your witchcraft journey. Dragon familiars are said to be fiercely protective and safeguard their companion from negative energies and psychic attacks. One of their preferred ways to work with witches is protection and warding. Their presence alone can form a powerful protective barrier around the witch. They can amplify your magical abilities so you could find your spells and rituals are more potent and effective with the assistance of your familiar through them channeling dragon energy into your practice. They can be catalysts for your spiritual growth and transformation. They can help us reach higher levels of consciousness. 
receive deeper spiritual insights, help facilitate our personal evolution and act as a profound influence on us. A relationship with a dragon familiar comes with its own responsibilities. It's essential to honour the dragon's autonomy and by no means attempt to control or dominate them. Establish consistent and clear communication with them, which can be attempted through meditation or divination techniques, requesting their guidance and insights. Meditation and visualisation is one of the most crucial parts of dragon magic, allowing us to connect with them in their spiritual realm. Some witches stand by keeping some aspects of their connection with their dragon familiar sacred and private. You might want to ensure you express gratitude to your familiar, perhaps make offerings to them regularly. Physical offerings could be made using crystals or herbs. You might want to make these when in nature if you do try any connecting rituals with them that we've already looked at. You may wish to create a dragon altar, adorning it with dragon images and statues, crystals, candles, perhaps items that represent the elements that they align with if you work with a specific dragon of an element. Red, green, blue and black candles can represent the dragon and their overall energies. When witches form a bond with dragons, it's said to unlock a wealth of magical potential and spiritual growth. It is a relationship that should be approached with reverence, responsibility and a deep commitment. You might want to learn as much as you can about dragons from myths, cultures and traditions from around the world. There are also many books on how to work with dragon energy. The more we can understand of them, the easier it can be to connect with their energy. So let's look at calling in a dragon familiar. It's best to come to this ritual, so I hear, I haven't done this, with no preconceived idea of how a dragon might appear to you or how their temperament is. So. I'm giving you all this information, but just a caveat, I am fascinated by dragon witchcraft, but it isn't necessarily a path that I feel is for me at this point in my practice. I feel like I have enough going on with my deities to not be observing this. However, I have, as I've mentioned, seen other witches that, oh my goodness, have an amazing practice working with them and as you know with the podcast I always have different things come up that I feel that I need to talk about so just my caveat of I haven't done this I'm not going to be doing this at this point in my practice I may down the line I'm probably just not there yet but yeah just wanted to mention that so again it's best to come to this ritual with no preconceived idea of how a dragon might appear to you or how their temperament is, all we can do is carefully invite them in. The dragons are said to determine who they will work with and not the other way around. So set some time aside for this ritual. When you know you will not be disturbed, you know, like when you know the door's not gonna go and 
same as I would do with any spell work that I'm going to conduct. Let everybody know what I'm doing just to leave me alone for that time. Put my phone on do not disturb and so on. So you may wish to cast your circle or begin this ritual however you tend to protection wise. Ground yourself and visualize all stress and worry traveling down through your legs and feet into the ground beneath you. This is such a great way, I think, anyway, to start any spell work or ritual. It gets you into that headspace where you can connect with the realms and the energy that you want to invite in. Once you feel all negative energy has left your body, it frees us up to open our minds and energies to the new. You may want to visualize a protective bubble forming around you. So you can do this quite easily by imagining a small bubble is in front of you that begins to expand to surround your entire being. Next, we are going to invite a dragon familiar in. So mentally project your intention to contact and connect with a dragon. You actually could do a similar concept for this if you wanted to work with a deity or a specific ancestor. Anyway, I will continue. Confidently say out loud or in your mind something along the lines of, and you can create your own words, I am, say your name, I wish to walk the path of dragons in love, trust and companionship. I invite you into my life. Sometimes when I speak these spells out loud on the podcast and it's not something that I want to work on, I'm thinking, oh my goodness, what have I just cast? Anyway, add anything else you wish to say whilst you project welcoming thoughts. You may not feel any dragons come through immediately, perhaps not even in this ritual, but be sure to spend time in your circle giving a dragon the opportunity to come to you. Perhaps you sense in the ritual you aren't quite ready yet to meet your dragon and we'll come back to the ritual again. Finish up your meditation when you are ready. If you did summon a dragon familiar, you may want to spend some time communicating with them, observing them, seeing what comes up. Following this, you may want to document everything that you've seen, how they appeared, any symbolism that you saw, perhaps any feelings or messages that you received. You might want to go on to spend time each day following this ritual to call upon your dragon guardian and allow your energy to merge with them. In time, you may find that you can easily accept and understand their messages and the specific ways that they communicate with you. These are really ancient beings. So it might be their idea of communications is completely at ends with what we expect in the modern day. It might take you some time to understand how that all works. If you haven't found you connected with any dragons, don't despair, see if any messages or synchronicities, this always happens for me, pop up after the ritual and come back to it. You might find that things come up in your dreams. It might be you just have some inner knowings that you come to. 
It is said to be a connection that can be hard to form, yet incredibly benevolent and powerful once you manage it. Once you have created a connection with a dragon, here are some other ways you may wish to work with them. You may wish to create a healing altar or grid. So create a healing altar or crystal grid dedicated to dragon healing. Place items associated with healing, so crystals, herbs, images of dragons, in a pattern, inviting the energy of dragons to infuse these items. Sit near the altar or grid, focusing on the intention of healing and absorbing the energy emitted. Dragon chants or affirmations. You might want to develop a chant or affirmation that calls upon the healing energy of dragons. Repeat this chant during meditation or as part of a ritual to strengthen the connection with dragon healing energy. A cleansing ritual with dragons. You could use the power of dragons in a cleansing ritual Light a candle representing the colour associated with the type of healing you desire. State your intention for healing and invite the assistance of the dragons, asking them to cleanse and purify your body, mind and spirit. Remember, the efficacy of these practices lies in the intention, belief and connection established with the dragon energies. Approach these healing rituals with sincerity and an open heart, allowing the mystical power of the dragons to assist in your healing journey. I also came across this, which I found was really interesting. I will link this and my various sources into the show notes. This is from the website Path of Love Mystery School. She shines above us in the night, guiding all in the northern hemisphere as great circumpolar Draco, one of the largest constellations in the sky. Alpha Draconis, the brightest star, is traditionally called Etamin from the Arabic at Tinin, which means the great serpent. Adraconis was the northern pole star from 3942 BCE until 1793 BCE. I can never say the dates correctly. Anyway, the Egyptian pyramids were designed to have one side facing north with an entrance passage geometrically aligned so that this dragon star would be visible at night. Due to the effects of precession, it will again be the pole star around the year CE 21,000. She changes everything she touches. She goes on to say on this website, dragon to me also appears to be a crone aspect of the goddess. As expression of great source goddess of the void, timeless and yet spinning time, creatrix of all becoming and all ending, who is also the great initiatrix. Within our female body, the dance of the creatrix destroyer goddess echoes in our moon cycle, guiding us to become wise in her ways of life, death and rebirth. Is this why dragons take maidens and leaves youths to seek and find her? What if dragon is goddess asking to awaken in our being, 
asking to be remembered for who she really is. In many stories from across the European continent, this initiation wisdom can be found. In the tales, Dragon is an unstoppable force, often resting in or on mountains, but sometimes also in the depth of great lakes or the sea. As a reminder of primordial mysteries, she takes the maiden, the young feminine, into her cave of initiation. If fear is what rules the feminine, she'll be trapped and enslaved, usually until her disowned anger rises and the feminine can be ridden by the dragon power, which means it manifests as the destructive rage and justified righteous anger of the feminine, which attacks and creates fear-based separation. This distortion of dragon power is deeply wounding to life, to the feminine self and to the masculine. If love is prevalent, however, courageous self-exploration and a deep shadow hunt will bring transformation and the maiden will learn to stand in the dragon's breath, an egoic death journey which will lead to her becoming or recognising within her the dragon power, the goddess. For the masculine, the dragon quest holds the journey of the seeking of the feminine and the true merging with her. If he has learned to be a dragon slayer, he will seek to rescue, control or own the feminine. Thus, he will never win the power of the dragon maiden. Instead, seeking to destroy the dragon, he will embody patriarchy and ultimately continue the cycle of wounding and rage. In attempting to overpower the dragon of the wild feminine, he will be killed by the fury of the flame, burned by the dragon, and this will perpetuate his fear, hatred and his need to slay to be the victor. He too needs the courage found in love to face the dragon, which is after all also the wild aspect of his own inner divine feminine, to stand in the dragon's breath and initiate into the homecoming of her loving mysteries. Here in Britannia's lands, dragon myth hides in folk tales and local legends. Dragon ridges on the mountains, dragon breath lying as the mist over the land, the Arthurian legends of the Pendragon people, meaning of the dragon, who loved goddess and knew the secret ways to Avalon, who held the true meaning of kingship. It is the forgetting of this that led to the need for a grail quest in the Arthurian legends, and it is the remembering that brings wholeness and healing. If we remember what the Pendragon clan knew, that the land is dragon goddess, and that we are of her, inseparable parts of her, that she is within every woman and every man, and that to slay her is to kill our connection to source, and to our empowerment. That made me get really emotional at the end. <laughs> that is all I have for you today, witches. Thank you so much for joining me. I can't wait to catch up with you for our next episode. Have a wonderful week and I'm sending you lots and lots of witchy love.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.